why this one was the one that was selected would probably be just the level of heavy personalization that we went into when doing the campaign. You're listening to the Flip My Funnel podcast, a daily podcast dedicated to helping B2B marketing, sales, and customer success professionals become masters of their craft. It's Friday, so this is our hashtag one hero episode. In these episodes, we highlight and celebrate a blog post and contributor from our community and discuss topics surrounding sales, marketing, and customer success. Here we go. And welcome back to the Flip My Funnel podcast. My name is Caitlin Lutz, and I'm so excited because today we are here with Amber Bogey, who is the Senior Account Based Manager at PlanView. Welcome, Amber. Hi, thank you for having me. Yes, of course. And Amber did something really cool last night and won an ABME. <laughs> so we are so excited and just blessed to have her on the Flip My Funnel podcast today. So she won the ABME for best one-to-one campaign. So could you just walk us through that campaign? And, you know, I know you don't want to be super self-serving talking about (laughs) how great you are, but, you know, what are the qualities of your campaign? Why do you believe that you won? I think, to be honest, why this one was the one that was selected would probably be just the level of heavy personalization that we went into when doing the campaign in terms of the content itself and in the outreach to some of the people that we went after, the gatekeepers Mm -hmm. to the C-levels. Yeah, absolutely. So could you just walk us through your campaign and what what did it look like? How was it executed? What was the, the background? That sort of thing. Yeah. Absolutely. So after, of course, building, you know, the ABM strategy, identifying our target accounts, we decided to go after for our first uh, ABM one-to-one campaign at the company Mm -hmm. to create a sale rather than a pipeline Mm. acceleration. So we just were like, let's just challenge ourselves and do probably the hardest thing. (laughs) Um, So we, we went ahead and selected an account and Again, this was the first ABM account for the company Mm -hmm. and for myself at the company and the salesperson had not experienced it. So it was just really new to the company. So there were a lot of eyes watching and there weren't, at the time, we hadn't had a lot of processes put in place. I can say from now to then, got quite a process and we've got lots of learnings uh, since then. But to start, you know, selected an account based on what we felt would be a great account for us Mm -hmm. to go after. And we did a ton of research. So in our industry, what we do and what our SDRs, ADRs, our field reps, marketing department, we're all looking at what the company's objectives and strategies are at a high Mm -hmm. level in order to evaluate how our solution can support them. So I'm telling you that we listened to quarterly business calls, earnings Mm -hmm. reports, read through 10Ks, not the most interesting information unless you're getting your (laughs) MBA. Um, (laughs) So it's a little bit hard to kind of translate. But ultimately myself, and I mean, this was, you know, really a team initiative, Mm -hmm. it being the first ABM campaign, we had all hands on deck on the marketing team. CMO, you know, in the first meetings for the campaign, 
brainstorming. Every, you know, everyone's really excited and involved. But pretty much what we gathered and, you know, listening to these 10Ks and your reports, um, mm-hmm. myself and the AE, hours and hours of just research. So what we, what we ended up doing is just finding the common threads that we read online. We, you know, looking at press releases, what's going on in the company, announcements, you know, where are they in any sort of magic quadrant? Are they going through digital transformation? Just anything that would be relevant to the company. How are they performing? And actually, this company is doing really well. Um, so, you know, I, I know our solutions marketing team, have, we've selected quite a few accounts that they're doing really well. You know, normally you go after companies, you know, you think that you go after companies that are struggling because you can find a business, you know, right, you know need. business need. But, you know, solution supports from successful to not successful, right. of course. So. Yeah, so they're doing really well. So we're, we're trying to figure out what's our foot in the door? How can we create this campaign? So again, we identified what they were focusing on. And ultimately, mm-hmm. we found that they had a high-level strategy. And then that strategy touched across six different large business units mm-hmm. and the account. And we went ahead and took our value propositions, our metrics, and tied them directly to the goals and objectives that they were working on. So we were able to locate an internal document that was about, you know, really specific and detailed about um, how they were going to be doing that, how are they going to be achieving it. And I would say one benefit that we've discovered is when you're creating these one-to-one accounts is you're, you're finding a lot less of a struggle in the research process when you go mm-hmm. after public versus private. So we're still yeah. figuring out the private. We've got somebody working on a campaign to a private account right now. But, and again, back to the process, what we've figured out since then is now when we're going after these accounts, one-to-one campaigns, we're mm-hmm. looking at what is the high-level strategy of the company? Mm-hmm. And then drilling down and like tearing it apart and trying to like really figure it out and make sense. And I have the AEs on, or, or you know, our field reps on these phone calls when we're doing the research and I'm asking them, all right, now what does this mean? How are they doing it? And they're saying, I don't know. We have, you know, I haven't <laughs> talked to them. I'm like, I know, but I need you to, I need you to figure it out. Yeah, I need to work. Do some research. This, is, this is us working <laughs> together. Pretend like I don't understand. Pretend, you know. Yeah. And then through that, it's a working process where we create, you know, strategy alignment documentation that takes their strategy, our value props, and then metrics that align specifically to their strategies and how we can improve their business, save them, you know, how many millions of dollars, et cetera. Yeah. So that, was how we determined <laughs> what we were going to say to them right and how we we ended up creating a campaign cadence just to start spanning several weeks so we're in market we are going after it's a work in resource management uh, what you know we do and mm-hmm. so we are going after sea levels and mm-hmm. our solutions you know they reach several lines of business Across, you know, from C level all the way down to managers. So, what we're actually, you know, working on getting is getting everyone to the table, the C levels to one table to work right. together and talk about their strategy and 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 really get visibility into the strategy across an entire company. So, this was a newer endeavor for us. Additionally, breaking into the C suite, and I know there are yeah. tons of people and and you know companies out there that 
are trying to figure out how do, how do you, you get into the C-suite? C-suite? Yeah, it's what everybody wants um, to know, right? Exactly. <laughs> it's why essentially yeah. account-based marketing exists. Exactly. <laughs> so we, of course, identified six different C-levels across the com- across the organization based on the strategies that they were focused on. And then we went ahead and identified their admins, their mm-hmm. executive assistants, mm-hmm. And just based on experience, administrative assistants are not what they used to be. These are people that sometimes hold MBAs yeah. and have years and years of experience um, working in business, owning their own businesses, you know, they just are, mm-hmm. are working in a different um, area right now. And so we decided to, you know, take a different approach and rather than, uh, you know, just kind of saying, hey, I'm trying to get, you know, I'm trying to talk to your boss and and not really, (laughs) not to say that people don't respect admins, but I don't know that they're getting, you know, the right sort of respect and credit Mm. when people are reaching out. And so instead kind of taking an approach and and focusing on creating a personal relationship with them. And so therein came a lot of research on the um, administrative assistants. So some examples of the research we identified, one admin had a bachelor's in French. And so with that research, I decided, and I just so happened to speak French. So mm-hmm. I decided, oh, I think I'm going to send her a personalized, you know, personalized yeah. gift. I'm going to pick a really well-known French author and a really good, you know, just French co- like comedy book. And uh, both of them are in French. Yeah. And since she has, a, you know, a bachelor's, definitely is, is she, able to read, yeah. you know. Um, so sent that to her with a note, um, you know, with a cute little note, just mm-hmm. basically saying, hope that you, you'll put this, you'll enjoy these books. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, you know, just really hoping to get their attention, do something nice for them, instead of just making it about really focusing on talking directly to that sea level just trying to sort of i guess you know butter them up in a, in a genuine way and in butter a personalized in a french way right they yeah, love like the butter french way, the croissants <laughs> <laughs> exactly they do. another one that we did was one of the admins he was involved in toys for tots mm-hmm. and we decided to make a donation on his behalf instead of mm-hmm. you know not to say that you know gifts don't work and you know nice plants and flowers and all that not to say it doesn't work but the extra level of detail in the research I really think can make the bigger difference and help penetrate um, you know that relationship and so just to you know so there were nine people that we went after we weren't of course able to identify every single admin for everyone but of the ones that we identified the admin we had a response rate of four out of five and every single one of them put our notes in front of the sea levels and what we did for the you know the second or third touch of the campaign mm-hmm. was we wrote to the admins uh, you know following up on the gift that we sent and saying this is coming from the salesperson of course mm-hmm. i've been thinking about the you know accounts objectives 2020 strategies yeah. and placing in that email the exact thing that we would want that sea level to see mm-hmm in case they use that email and push that in front of them. And that mm-hmm. wasn't even the one that we were putting in front of the C-level. So, you know, that was one step that we did. And, you know, again, of the ones that responded, they put it in front of their C-levels. Yeah. And so it was a really good success rate. Wow. Yeah. That is truly incredible. The level of detail that you and your team worked for to get those four out of five accounts and get in touch with those, mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm, four out of five admins mm-hmm. is really incredible. And I think that 
That's a big piece to all of this. We're at the Flip My Funnel conference right now, and Justin Keller from Sixer was just on stage, and he was talking about how, you know, you shouldn't be afraid if something isn't scalable because sometimes Mm -hmm. the most unscalable things are the most impactful, Mm -hmm. and you wouldn't necessarily be able to scale sending out a book in a comedy book in French to every single French speaking admin mm-hmm. of the C level person that you want to talk to. But that made a huge difference, mm-hmm. I'm sure, Absolutely. Yes. in the way that you were yeah. able to impact that account. Yeah. Definitely. And so don't be afraid, I think would be a, a great advice for our listeners is don't be afraid if something isn't scalable because that detail could make all the difference mm-hmm. in the world. Exactly. And I mean, um, yeah, for this one account, you know, so talking about scale, mm-hmm. we did one of these, right? And right. we're on, you know, our 10th so far in this year. But this one account, we invested only less than $3,000 and the pipeline opportunity creation was over $800,000. Wow. So (laughs) yeah, no difference there. No big deal. (laughs) That's incredible. So if you could go back and change anything about the way that you approach this, would you change anything? And if so, what would you change? Well, I mean, I probably would have wished that I had, you know, a time machine so that I can go forward and know the process. Yeah. Because um, this one was was challenging. I was new to the company and ABM was new, you know, so I was learning the industry mm-hmm. and the, you know, what work and resource management is and who these C-levels are mm-hmm. and how, you know, how we speak to them. And they were learning account-based marketing implemented in the company, right. you know, so there was a learning curve happening for the both of us. So that part was challenging. But ultimately, I'd say, no, I wouldn't change anything just Mm -hmm. because it allowed us to, you know, really experience the growing pains and really optimize the process moving forward, you know. Yeah. So now we have where when there was just one of me, there's now three of us and we each are able to create these one to one campaigns up to five of them per person. So 15 are able to run at a time. So, yeah. Mm -hmm. And what period of time do those 15 run? How long? So this campaign, it started back in April, Mm -hmm. end of March, no, end of April, and it's still running. Gotcha. So we are, you know, we are learning as we go, but we are not putting a timeline on what we're determining. Uh, We haven't had a campaign or account where we've got been completely stonewalled mm-hmm. and we have just know that it's time to, to shut down. So we're figuring that out now. And ultimately what we're trying to do. So, you know, this first, first campaign is still running and now we're moving to a pipeline acceleration campaign. So we're trying mm-hmm. to accelerate the, the close of you know the deal gotcha. and, you know, our, our sales cycle is 12 to 18 months. So, you know, if there's any way we can shorten that, and speed it up, then just better for us. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. So the last question that I have for you, just to sort of wrap things up, is you know if you could give one piece of advice to someone who is looking to do this detailed one-to-one campaign, or you know just these campaigns, ABN campaigns in general, what would your advice be? Advice to someone wanting to do one-to-one campaigns mm-hmm. um, that the research and time invested really pays off. 
I know that most sales teams are really apprehensive about putting in the amount of time that it takes. Mm-hmm. And it's incredibly important for the salesperson to be able to speak to the level of research that is done. I know some marketing teams go ahead and do the research and then sort of hand off to the sales team. Mm-hmm. I don't like to run the campaigns that way. I really think it's important for, and I've said this since I started working there and you know started running campaigns, that, you know, speaking to myself, the sales rep and the ADR account development rep supporting the salesperson, mm-hmm. I say, we should all have the same level of knowledge. It should just be like, yeah. hands from one brain to the mm-hmm. next. That is how orchestrated we need to be and how closely we need to work together and how important it is. And it pays off because with the, you know, this campaign, the sales rep was able to speak so specifically to detail of their strategy words that came out of the vp's mouth you know at x random you know point in time exactly so such a such a minute detail and tie it to a metric that they're working towards just you know just the level of detail so i would just say the research as time consuming as it can be Mm -hmm. you know when you're starting out you'll figure out what to look for and you know the notes to focus on Mm -hmm. and it pays off yeah yeah and we didn't talk about this, but obviously that piece is marketing and sales alignment. You uh, need to yes, have that yes. one brain. Yeah. And the number one, you know, you're, you're the number one failure of uh, account-based marketing is lack of uh, marketing and sales alignment. Yeah. And I had that question on the Family Feud game <laughs> earlier. <laughs> yeah. And so, you know, fortunately, our CMO did a wonderful job of, you know, communicating that to our executives. And I really feel like, we have effectively, you know, of course, there's always going to be kinks between the departments. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I do really feel like my team and I work together and we are very invested in it together. Mm-hmm. And um, it makes all the difference. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Amber, thank you so much for being on the Fill My Funnel podcast. And again, congratulations you. for your ABMing. Congratulations you. to your team at Plainview as well. Thank you so much. It was my pleasure. You've been listening to the Flip My Funnel podcast. To make sure that you never miss an episode, subscribe to the show in your favorite podcast player. If you have an iPhone, we'd love for you to open the Apple Podcasts app and leave a review. Thank you so much for listening. Until next time.